welcome to episode 29 of Roll of Credits Podcast here with Aaron and Brian. On this week's episode, we are going to be giving you guys a review of Jordan Peele's new horror film, Us, um, as well as our usual uh, breeze through the news of the week. There are some pretty important things going on. Um, and also at the very end of the episode, uh, we are going to do our top 10 directors. Um didn't really know what to do this week um, with Brian not being a huge horror fan, so I didn't really, we didn't really want to go in that direction. We uh, just yeah. apparently realized that you had seen 19 horror films according uh, to IMDb. According to IMDb, yeah, so you know. Okay. Yeah, well, so uh, maybe we'll do that in the future, but uh, I had already put in a little bit of time here doing the, the whole research for this. So um, anyway, Brian, how's your week been going? Uh, it's been a pretty good week. Weather's getting nicer. We got to go out to the movies. It's uh, it's nice. Okay, same as every week. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely got we mm. we went to see us, and and that was pretty great. Um, I lied. I had a cold in the middle of the week, and on Wednesday, really sucked. Yeah, Brian, you're that. as I told you the other day, you're always sick. So <laughs> that's not true. I am not always sick. <laughs> it certainly feels like sick. it. I get sick like three times a year and it's like wh- always like this time of year. And then like in the fall and like a random other time, like when the weather is changing. Yeah. You that's get about it. You, the three times a year, three. the three times of the year are the three times of the year that you're not on vacation. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not getting into this on podcasts. Um, so anyway, we'll dive right in here. Why my week was tremendous. We got a teaser trailer here for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Obviously, as we talked about on the podcast several times before, the new Quentin Tarantino film uh, starring Leo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie. Uh, And it doesn't really dive in too much, but kind of gives you a a nice glimpse of the movie. Um, Definitely has tons of shade of, you know, typical Tarantino films, which is excellent. Um, The cast looks great. It looks like um between dicaprio and pitt look like they're gonna be a lot of fun together in this movie um Mm -hmm. forget the actor's name but there is an actor in there uh who plays um bruce lee who looks just flat out ridiculously like him um it's insane yeah it is really good um has the typical tarantino wit to it um it I, I can't wait for this. I was so happy when like I was cheesing hardcore watching it uh when I was on lunch break <laughs> at work. Um super excited for it. Uh looks great. Um yeah, I mean there's not really any else I can I can say. Go check out the trailer for this if you haven't yeah. yet. Um uh definitely interested to see see more, see an official trailer and all that. Oh yeah. Very excited for this. Can't wait to see a, a full length one. This is like ninety seconds or so, but yeah, looks great. Is it end of July? Is that when it comes out? I believe out? so, yes. Right? Yes. Big summer so. blockbuster that will be coming out. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, more to look forward in that here as time moves on. Um, and other big news here, we got J- uh, John David Washington from Black Klansman, Elizabeth Debicki, who was in uh, Widows, and Robert Pattinson, mostly of Twilight fame, but has really garnered a lot of um, acclaim for recent roles as he is broken through as one of the few actors i guess from that franchise that can actually act um they have all joined the upcoming christopher nolan film which is described as a massive innovative action blockbuster um 
it is still entitled not much is known about it Nolan usually kind of keeps that stuff close to the vest until close to time uh for trailers and stuff but the release date is set for july 17th 2020 i believe we've gone back over that uh in a previous episode um really good additions here i'm very interested to see what this ends up being um Nolan films can range anywhere from, you know, mind busters to, you know, just action packed things such as, you know, Dark Knight trilogy, Dunkirk. Um, But he has been very innovative in his career. And so to see this, how they describe it doesn't necessarily surprise me. Um, And yeah, I feel like that describes everything. Yeah, I mean, a massive, innovative. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, a summer movie, obviously, uh, it's going to rake in money at the box office, probably. Um, Definitely excited to see, to hear more, I should say, um, on this as as we get further and and more casting news, but definitely three tremendous additions to this. random oh, film yeah. from nolan that we, sure. we don't know a whole lot about no idea what it is yeah. but we're sold uh for sure um and a little bit of marvel news here the black widow um solo film that's coming out florence Pugh is being recu- uh, recruited for what could potentially be the main villain in the film uh wasn't really defined as such but it, the character is described as a spy on the same level as black widow um we'll end up seeing obviously pew start in fighting with my family which we saw earlier this year she was fantastic in that um and she is also starring in the ari aster uh horror film this summer called midsummer um so we'll end up seeing a little bit more of that uh if she officially joins it would be a really good get i guess for uh for that movie um that yeah definitely yeah um i'm definitely you know excited to see like a solo movie for black widow uh it's been a long time in coming Mm -hmm. there um and that's this is a typical marvel thing uh you know you get some a lot of some lesser known people and and build them up through the ranks there um as they've typically done um in more interesting news (laughs) um Danny Trejo is uh, set to voice Boots the Monkey in the upcoming Dora and the Lost City of Gold, uh, or as I thought it originally said, Dora and the Lost City of God uh, movie, which would be probably a more interesting movie. But uh, we also, after I wrote these notes down, we got a trailer for it officially yesterday, and it looks like something. Um, it's something. Isabella Monaire, who will star as Dora. She was also in Sicario, Day of the Soldado, and um, Instant Family from this, this past year. Uh, Benicio Del Toro is going to voice Swiper, <laughs> um, which is great. I, I'm excited oh. to, to hear that. Michael Pena and Eva Longoria also are going to star as Dora's parents in the film. Um, the trailer doesn't <laughs> doesn't give out uh, Trejo or del toro's voice we don't i don't think we even see swiper at all maybe we do nope um unless he's hiding that's what he does yeah i mean mean, it i described it on twitter as spy kids meets tomb raider because that's kind of the feel i get i get from it there's a lot of you know jungle and running and stuff like that (laughs) so uh i don't know i mean it looks better than It, it looks better than aladdin and probably dumbo in reality um, so it does look better than some Disney films that are upcoming, at least in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, and it's, 
it looks better than I expected for sure. Uh, it definitely looks like a, a more family friendly movie instead of just like kid kid based, um, like the TV show, obviously. Uh, yeah. But I'm somewhat interested, and I'm kind of glad they didn't give away Del Toro and Trejo voice acting in the the trailer for it. I can't wait to hear their raspy voice, gritty voices, voicing a monkey and a fox. It's gonna be great. I. It's, it's, uh, like that's the part that really gets me intrigued with this is like those are two people i would not necessarily expect i mean del toro's got the voice for a villain but i wouldn't necessarily picture him voicing a villain in like a you know a kid's movie oh, uh and treo i mean oh. if Bo- also they they better I mean, get around to boots having actual boots because that's the whole basis on his having boots. Name. I know he didn't have any boots um, on in the trailer, so we'll end up seeing. Uh, it's a nice trailer because, yeah. like, I don't like trailers that give away a lot, and, and they don't give away a lot. It's sure. a lot of you know, Dora goes to school into the city after being in the jungle for her whole life with her parents and stuff, and uh, and then ends yeah. up getting kidnapped or something, and then fighting through a forest with uh, Eugenio Derbies, I believe, is also in it um i don't know go check out the trailer folks I mean, it, it's something else it's kind of ridiculous but it doesn't look terrible yeah i mean it looks i would say it's probably going to be average to above average <laughs> i'd be shocked if i thought it was better than that but and i'd be shocked if it was worse than that to be honest with you um i wouldn't oh it's interesting it's well, a nickelodeon movie it. like it's like it's it's nickelodeon is backing it and running it all i mean because i guess dora's a nickelodeon property here's another question is the backpack going to talk at all like in the show or are they going to have the map that that sings you know like where where are they in the movie well i don't know brian we haven't seen the movie all right it's true i, I i'm be curious to see if they're going to put in the talking <laughs> if those backpack. things if if those things don't happen then then we'll we'll get to that because we'll i will likely review it on the podcast i did not write when this comes out but it's later this year uh it's august 2nd that's wow. all okay uh so august we'll have that for everybody i know cool. everyone will look forward so to excited that. <laughs> i'm more excited <laughs> for this than i am aladdin so uh, it is what it is um anyway yeah. i mean and, yeah it's, uh, it's michael pena he's hilarious so, yeah i mean, I mean that's, that's the thing like the casting point. for it's good like uh monero's good uh pena's good you know Trejo and Del Toro. I haven't seen Eva Longoria in like anything in a long time, so I can't say that. But I mean, the cast is fine. Um, yeah. So we'll <laughs> to go completely away from kids' movies, um, Jennifer Lopez, uh, Cardi B, Constance Wu, Julia Stiles, and Kiki Palmer are starring in an ensemble cast for a movie entitled Hustlers which is based on a New York magazine article about ex strippers taking on wall street execs. And it's essentially a Robin hood esque thing. That was a real life thing. Uh, where oh they stole from, uh, many of their clients and such. Um, and oh. I gotta say wow. this, <laughs> this is cast of the year. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is, I look, I'm sold with Cardi B because I find her super entertaining. Um, you know, Constance Wu, love her. I can't really say anything about Kiki Palmer. I don't remember seeing her in anything. I probably have, but Julia Stiles, I feel like I haven't seen in a movie since The Omen, um, like 15 years ago. And J-Lo is J-Lo. I mean, she's in- incredible. So, I mean, 
I'm interested. I have. There's no way this movie is really going to be that great. I don't think, but no, I'm yeah. I'm certainly going to watch it. <laughs> I, I'll wait to see more until I say I'm going to see it. I mean, it's yeah, it's a strong cast, but it's yeah, strong. I, I don't know if "strong" is the right word. Okay, it's, they're not strong. It's uh interesting. It is a very interesting cast. Um for this uh but that's true because actually cardi b doesn't really act this will be her first major um, motion picture i believe i maybe the f- f- first movie in general uh, I, I definitely remember seeing it was like her first major yeah. one um kind of we know we can and j-lo yeah uh, i hope we get he, i hope we get a rod in this movie in some capacity oh, if please J-Lo's in have this. him have him play a wall street exec that j-lo robs I, that'd be great i gotta get a i gotta get a rod in this movie um <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely an interesting cast, but yeah, I mean I'm interested. It probably won't be a good movie, but I'll definitely sit through it. Um, yeah. Um, to well, move man. past that, the Flash update, uh, <laughs> not good. Uh, reportedly, mm. a clash between screenwriters John Francis Daly, Jonathan Goldstein, uh, the two co-writers signed on for it and Ezra Miller over the direction of the movie. Um, Miller apparently wants the flash to be darker take on uh, like a darker superhero film while Daly and Goldstein aim for a lighter take a la Spider-Man homecoming, which they wrote. And I think they also wrote game night um, from last year as well. Um, yeah. And the flash is just a character that shouldn't be darker. I, yeah. I that's just, a thing. I, mean, I look I, and I said it before I'll say it again like I don't know a ton about a lot of these characters um comic book wise but the flash to me has always just been up until I realized Shazam was a real thing the closest thing I would compare to like DC's version of a Spider-Man like it's just a silly sort of a sillier character in a sense there, yeah uh, lighthearted he know, just runs really fast more like not dark I uh, mean. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. So there's a huge clash on that, and apparently Ezra Miller and I forget the name, but there was a comic book writer, I guess, out there that Ezra's teaming up with to write a new script that would be darker for The Flash. And we'll see what ends up happening with this movie, which has been backed up, backed up since 2014 or so. Um, looks like yeah. it's going to continue to sit on the back burner, and who knows what happens, uh, but not good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, The Flash definitely isn't a movie that needs or should be a darker movie. Especially uh, with DC kind of going away from darker movies like Shazam. Exactly. We saw the Rotten Tomato scores and stuff like that. That's a big hit right now with a lot of audiences and critics. Uh, Aquaman was a big success and that was a lighter movie. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, you don't, I don't know. It's. I mean, it's good, you know, they're going away from their dark past where they were like you know real gritty with like man of steel and batman superman and stuff so it's good they're going away from that but this don't don't need to revert to that for the flash yeah it's just not a character like i mean you could do like superman and batman are fine to do grittier movies i mean we've saw with the dark knight i mean uh in that trilogy being a dark gritty film but the flash is yeah that's just not a character anybody really wants to see you know Nope. A darker, you know, tone to it just isn't. Um, I don't know. Uh, but we'll end up seeing what ends up happening with that. Daly and Goldstein are very good uh, screenwriters, so hopefully this all gets patched up and their script ends up going. Yeah. Um, because their script for, I mean, Game Night and um, 
Spider-Man Homecoming last year were, were fantastic work. So, uh, yeah, you know, I could see uh, if Miller is kind of if he's stuck in this, I could see him leaving the project and then having to recast Flash. I mean, might as well. You've <laughs> recasted two of the Justice League movie already. You might as well do a third one. Um, yeah. What's it matter at this point? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not good. Not good on DC's end. Um, but we'll end yeah. up seeing what happens going forward, obviously, as we mentioned. Shazam getting really good reviews. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. And probably the biggest news of the week, the Fox Disney deal is officially complete. Um, which is tremendous news for Marvel fans. Uh, it was announced that Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds playing the character at least, is the only character really planning to come over. X-Men is expected to get a fully new cast whenever they finally integrate them into the uh, yeah, MCU. Yeah, which, I mean, we're not going to see another Marvel or another X-Men movie for probably like three or four years at least, so with yeah. all the projects they have on the horizon. Uh, which makes sense. I mean, Deadpool's got his story and stuff like that. Um, and they've done two movies for, for Deadpool. Uh, it's kind of set there. Also, and you know, yeah, with his like fourth wall breaking ability, like, you know, he's kind of like realistic or realizes everything that's going on. So like that's something where they could easily make the transition where like he can make some quip or joke or whatever about how like, oh yeah, you know, we got bought out and now I have to do these other movies or something. Yeah. And I mean, on another note, I mean, with X-Men, you essentially have to reset everything anyway because we've yeah. had that long-running storyline with the X-Men series uh, and franchise over with the Fox division. Um, so it, it makes sense to shy away from that. And then if you're going to integrate them into the MCU, essentially, you know, say that the Fox stuff was the Fox stuff that doesn't count towards it and then just restart fresh uh, with Marvel. Yep. Whereas, you know, Deadpool still has more story to tell. Uh, going forward and and obviously you don't want to lose ryan reynolds as deadpool because no, i don't know perfect. really anybody that could play that character it's, better than he him. is deadpool um, i mean it's yeah uh yeah. so that's good news uh on the bad side of things unfortunately fox 2000 which produces many mid-budget non-franchise hits such as hidden finger hidden figures um <laughs> the hate you give and uh love simon and there was several other big ones from recent years um that's going to get shut down, um, which has a lot of people uh, very upset in Hollywood, obviously, uh, because, I mean, it has kind of been a staple with with getting those, um, especially lit literary um, works out there in terms of movies um, with like the hate you give and, and such. Uh, so that's not being taken well, which doesn't really surprise me, um, but. Definitely sad to see that. And also yeah. 4,000 Fox employees are expected to be laid off. So just throwing it out there, you know, obviously we celebrate the fact that, you know, the MCU is going to get, you know, Marvel is going to get a lot of their characters back for um, writing purposes and storytelling. But there also is a huge downside to, to thing, things like this that happened. Um, yeah. I mean, that happens with any merger. So it is always sad to, you know, see all these employees losing their jobs and stuff. But I mean, it it shouldn't shock anybody that jobs are going to be lost. That's what happens when two companies come together. It is sad to see Fox 2000 go away because they have over the years produced these quality movies of stories that you know might not have been made or kind of like lesser known stories based off of books and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not the best news, but it is what it is. Okay, well there you have it, folks. It is what it is. 
Um, it is what it is. All right. Uh, Brian, I'll pass it over to you um, with your depressing self and go ahead and wow, okay. get right into it. With um, not really any news. There was a couple of the trailers that I dropped this week. Um, Toy Story 4 was at the beginning of the week. Um, you know, it's got a, kind of got a full length trailer for that that comes out in June, I believe. Um, you know, a lot of, brings back a lot of good childhood memories and stuff. Um, we we tweeted it out on one Monday or Tuesday or whatever, and for only having thirteen followers on Twitter, you know, it got some. Uh, it got a lot of you know retweets and favorites. You know, we got and but then out of all those people, we got two followers from it. So hopefully, some of them transition into listeners. Uh, who knows? Uh, Stranger Things season three trailer dropped also this week which i mean looks incredible um i'm assuming you saw it i mean it comes out on fourth of july uh which would be fun um you know stranger things it's netflix best show on right now so very excited for that um and other than that oh there was just a little a brief like kind of teaser trailer for we had mentioned a couple weeks ago brie larson is making her directorial debut um for a movie called unicorn store that'll be on netflix just with samuel jackson as well um kind of has mixed reviews and looks kind of interesting of sorts you know i'll probably watch it because that's brie larson and samuel jackson in it um but that uh comes on netflix i believe april 5th um so yeah just other trailers to talk about but other than that i don't really have any news to discuss yeah uh the unicorn store one it caught me by surprise because i knew that she had was directing and starring in it and it was coming to netflix i didn't look enough into it so i didn't realize samuel L. jackson was in it so when yeah. i watched the trailer and he was in it i was like oh man we're getting brie larson and samuel L. again and i was very excited about yeah. that um so yeah uh definitely can't wait to check that out i am kind of backlogged on netflix originals from this year that i need to get around to including triple mm-hmm. frontier and um a few other ones that had come out uh the dirt highwaymen which comes out i believe uh, in a week next week um on friday yeah yeah so uh kind of getting backlogged there and I, I need to get around to some of these uh but with march madness in full kick right now i kind of lost my yeah. thursday and friday well friday we were at the movies but i lost my thursday um time to get uh to watch some movies i'm also getting backlogged on my marvel watch along because of a lot mm. of various things so i didn't get around to any of that this week so uh, things are getting tense in my life. Um, anyway, we'll get into our us review uh, in just a second. Uh, but just a quick word for one of our advertisers. All righty, uh, Brian, uh, I'm just gonna let you take over uh, because I want okay. to. I'll get the bad out of the way before I get to my review. Look, hold up. It's not bad. I do not have a bad review this week. It was a good movie. I did enjoy it. I don't know. I'm just saying going. I don't know what you gave it. I just know that you didn't seem totally thrilled with it when we were in the car on the way back to Cadoba. I was you know coming out of it. I was. I I was bouncing between. I was thinking about a score between like a seventy-five and an eighty. I I don't think it matched the hype that was set by that the hype bar that was set from get out expect and there's a lot of hype around this you know being jordan peele's second movie and stuff and i don't think i quite met that but it is a very good movie i did enjoy it i settled on after a lot of thought i did settle on giving it an 80 it 
it's very well done. The acting is great, especially from uh, Lupita in it uh, and Duke Winston. Uh, Who? Great, great on their fronts. You know, Duke. Winston uh, Duke is his name. Winston Duke. I just oh, flop his name. You know, how flip-flop. are you so bad at names? I gotta I just, do it every week. I, don't get it. I gotta do it every week. You know. <laughs> it's funny. I stayed away from saying. I stayed away from saying Lupita's last name, so I wouldn't mess it up, and then I messed up Winston Duke's name. Um. <laughs> sorry anyway um the a lot of detail was put into this movie which i do um uh, was good and, you know jordan peele did a great job um the movie definitely makes you think which i had mentioned before i do like movies it makes you think and process like what all happened throughout it um the movie was a lot cornier than i thought it'd be like i guess they try to balance out some of the horror with some like with the duke's dad character was he played a very good, like, corny, funny dad, um, which caught me off guard. But, it, I mean, it worked. It, Yeah, I mean, it wasn't – that's the thing. I, it's hard not to compare it. Like, it's nothing like Get Out at all, but it's hard not to compare it to Get Out since that's Jordan Peele's only other movie. Um, and I don't think it matches or met Get Out at all. Um well, and that's but, uh, and that's the problem. I think too many people compare it to Get Out, um, just because you know, oh, Jordan Peele's done two movies. Well, we have to compare it against something, and that's that. Like, I'm not gonna compare Ready Player One to Schindler's List when it comes to Spielberg. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's an unfair comparison, in my opinion. Like, you got to look at them as separate films. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Um... Yeah, so no, it was a very well done movie. The some of the cinematography shots in it were great. Um, it was uh, from the acting point, like I said, acting was great. The script, I think, was good. The story was um, interesting, to say the least. And then you know, the, with the reveal and it did work. But I, I wouldn't say like I loved this movie. It was a very good movie that I did enjoy. But I, I wouldn't say like oh, I love that movie. I would definitely, I would want to go see it again as soon as possible. So I mean. Yeah, but it's still eighty out of a hundred. You know, it's a solid movie, very well done, greatly acted. It's, it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. So now you can share more love for it, Aaron. All right. So yeah, us uh, loved it. Gave it a ninety out of a hundred. Um, and since we're gonna do comparisons here, I gave Get Out. I think a ninety-five. So I like this slightly less. Still really enjoyed it. Um. Jordan Peele's key attention to the smallest details throughout the film, um, I feel like really elevates the entire storytelling of the movie. Um, and every little bit ends up mattering in the end. Um, it's really hard to get into describing these things without spoiling any of the movie for, for folks, but, uh, small attentions uh, without spoiling it, like small attention to detail being like, uh, stuff like putting the toy truck in the way of the door because the, the door just, you know, has to be open from the outside or whatever, um, stuff like that. Um, and I think that goes a long way and, and there's many other examples throughout it that I don't really want to get into because they will spoil the movie for folks, uh, to at least an extent, uh, Lupita Nyong'o gives hands down the best performance of the year so far. I mean, granted it is only March, but, um, and I hope that this will garner her best actress buzz come next award season, uh, we really got let down the horror, uh, fans out there with Tony Collette getting 
uh, snubbed last year. So hopefully it doesn't happen again because it was a tremendous showing from her. And I certainly hope she will uh, end up at least in the discussion, definitely with a nomination there at the Oscars. Um, and granted, I, I'm saying this without having seen probably 85 more movies throughout the year, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be very hard for anybody to top her performance in this. And, and, and that in itself is worth watching the film. Um, visually, I think, it, it, like you would mentioned, like it is very appealing to the eyes from the you know brightness of the Santa Cruz Beach to the dark woods and, and all that stuff, the houses, um, it plays very well to the eyes. Um, and a lot of the shots throughout the movie are very, you know, eye popping as well. Um, you know, the, uh, hover shots from above through the woods, especially at the very end of the film. Um, and a lot of that stuff really plays into it. Um, I mean, I highly recommend it. It, like I said, it's very hard to get into a, a review here for it without, uh, really mentioning many of the spoilers throughout it is um, very much how you'd expect a Jordan Peele movie to be um, after, you know, get out and, and whatever else he's, and all the other stuff he's done. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I give it, an, I gave it a 90. I think our combo score came to around an 84 something, um, which is great. I mean, that puts it at the number one movie we've seen this year so far. Mm -hmm. So long way to go, obviously. And some things will probably definitely go above it, but uh, tremendous score. I'm highly recommended for anyone out there. If you're even the slightest fan of horror. Um, and if you didn't see it opening weekend, I would say like, that's kind of a disappointment because a big time horror movie on opening weekend, I saw this on Twitter and I a hundred percent agree with it. There's nothing like it, uh, going into a movie like that with, with a lot of people in the theater. Uh, you didn't like it, Brian, and, and uh, yeah. you don't experience it all that often. But that's the fun with a horror film is that like everyone like you have the noises of people being scared and freaked out by things. Um, it's not really a whole lot of just talking. It's, you know, like you, like you get a like yeah, you get a good kill right. and everyone's like, yeah, F yeah, like, whoa, yeah. Um, stuff like that. Like, it's just I don't know. That's part of the fun. It was the same way when I saw Halloween last year. Um, same when I saw Get Out as well. Uh, everyone cheering at the end of that film. Uh, and that was great. Um, I, I like that a lot more than I like everybody clapping at the end of every superhero film. Um, uh, that's more annoying in my, in my sense, but yeah, I, that's, it's part of the movie going experience. Um, I don't like when people, you know, chit chat and stuff like that and, and decide to have cool conversations, but the small things like that are pretty fun. Um, so yeah, that is our review yeah. of us without spoilers, which again is hard and I apologize, but, um, you can reach out to us on Twitter uh, if you want uh, actual, like, you know, want to discuss the film at length or on our Facebook page. Um, and I'd be more than happy to because I definitely want to watch it again and I will certainly be buying it when it comes out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll get into our top 10 directors here. Uh, but first, another ad. All righty. Time for top 10 directors. Um, real fast before we get into this, I just want to note that I am currently watching the NASCAR race and there is a car sponsored by the movie Shazam. And now I am, uh, just a smidgen more excited for the movie. Um, I would say <laughs> oh, my anticipation meter went from a 40 to a 45. Um, Oh boy. Yeah. What a jump. Yeah, I know. It's great. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, as usual, um, didn't really have any limits to this. There are, 
uh, you know, there are certain pairings that we didn't really break apart or anything, um, and they'll be in there together. So I guess technically it's more more than top ten, but uh, we'll get to those. Um, and as usual, Brian, I'm going to flip it on over to you uh, to get us started. All right. Um, so at first, like when you had said you had texted me, you know, yesterday afternoon whatever saying your first list had 22 names on it i was like oh wow that's a lot of names that'll be hard to know and then i wrote down my list and what i say 16 or 17 or something um yeah which is what i thought so it was pretty hard my top once we get to it that my top of the list i feel like was easier but the bottom was really hard um there were definitely directors i wanted to include on here but i haven't seen enough of their movies uh that i felt I should that I could include them. So going with that, uh, number ten on my list is uh, Christopher McQuarrie, which we have just seen more recently. He's done the most last two or three uh, Mission Impossible movies, uh, which I mean we discussed last year with Mission Impossible Fallout being one of the best movies of the year. I think it did a great job, and he will be doing the upcoming Mission Impossible movies. Very excited for that, um, and want to see more of him so he kind of falls there on my number 10 all right um so the way i kind of did my list was i gave each director um a number based on going through a quick uh look through their directorial filmography um how many movies i've seen from them that i would consider a movie that i love uh not necessarily ones that i just like um, and I'm sure when I go through this, there's going to be ones that people question why I don't love them or such. Um, but to get started, I'm going to run through my honorable mentions here and my number 10, which they all have two. Um, so, so it was hard to narrow this down to one to fit into my actual list. Uh, but my honorable mentions, Jordan Peele, Get Out and Us, uh, Ryan Coogler, Creed, Black Panther, Ron Howard, A Beautiful Mind, Rush, Clint Eastwood, Gran Torino, American Sniper, and Taika Waititi, Thor Ragnarok, What We Do in the Shadows. Now, jumping into my actual list, I had to pick one to put at 10, and I'm going to go with Damien Chazelle, La La Land, First Man. Um, tremendous director on the rise, and I'm sure he will climb this list the more movies he ends up putting out. Same with several of the younger directors on my honorable mentions list. Um, actually have not seen whiplash yet. So when, whenever I get cool. to that, um, I'm sure he will climb, uh, maybe some spots here. Uh, but yeah, Damien Chazelle, definitely there. Uh, in the end, out of all the movies between all the honorable mentions and him, La La Land is the one that I liked probably the most out of them, which was tough with Get Out and Black Panther being in there as well as Thor Ragnarok, but it is what it is. And Chazelle comes in at, 10 um because i mean and also first man was one of the best directorial um films of the recent memory at least all right uh fair yeah um going into my number nine uh ryan coogler uh you mentioned was on your album mentions um we have him from creed and black panther um he'll be doing the upcoming black panther uh he didn't direct creed 2 but he worked alongside it and helped produce it um I haven't seen Fruitvale Station, which is something that I would like to see. Um, that's it, is, it is a good film. Uh, I don't consider it a love film, but I, it is a good one. Um, but yeah, I mean, with both Creed and Black Panther, love, love those movies. Um, excited to see more from him in the future. So Ryan Kluger is at number nine for me. 
All right. My number nine, uh, a combo here. I have Joe and Anthony Russo uh, for Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier and Civil War, and as well as Avengers Infinity War. And this will likely bump him up the list once Endgame comes out. Uh, but they're fantastic. Uh, they're still relatively new to the scene, I would say. Um, they've done like writing and producing, I know, for community and such. Uh, but in terms of like movie movies, um, a lot of Marvel products, um, projects, I should say. Um, and outside of that, I don't know a whole lot, but there are three really tremendous Marvel films. Uh, so a no brainer to get them on my list here somewhere. And with three total, they come in at nine. All right. Uh, my number eight now on the list is Peter Jackson. Uh, he's on this list because of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which I consider, I've talked about before, the greatest trilogy of all time. Um, and, you know, he did the Hobbit movies too, which were fine, but I, they didn't match um, Lord of the Rings. But, I mean, love, love Lord of the Rings. So, I mean, I had to include Peter Jackson on this list. So he's my number eight. I knew he was going to be there on yours. I'm a little surprised to see him come in at eight, though. Um, but we'll see as it goes. My number eight, here's one of the first big ones. Uh, Steven Spielberg, um, Schindler's List, Catch Me If You Can, War of the Worlds, Ready Player One. Um, yes, I have seen many of his other films. Uh, I honestly, I'm not a fan of E.T. Um, Jaws really good. You know, Jurassic Park. There's a lot of really good films in his, his you know filmography in recent years he's done some above average works like uh bridge of spies the post um i really enjoyed ready player one i thought it was nice to see him come back more to that you know sci-fi kind of realm um that that really made him a hit uh in more of his earlier years um but outside of that i mean a lot of good works um but only really four that i can sit here and say that you know i i truly love um so yeah steven spielberg comes in at eight might be a little bit of a surprise uh, i'm sure most people probably have him a little bit higher but it is what it is all right um number seven on my list is james gunn which i know we've kind of only seen uh two movies certainly on the guardians uh the galaxy movies um which will be getting the upcoming volume three on uh, a couple years and the suicide squad reboot will be from him also uh, very excited to see from those. I mean, I love, you know, the Guardians are like his baby. Like, he's created them. Everything about them is like him, that he's had the the creative thought process and stuff through it. So it's great. Can't wait to see more from him. And so that's why James Gunn is my number seven. Uh, yeah, I actually, <laughs> I completely forgot about James Gunn. So tack him onto my honorable mentions list with yeah. two. Um, seven for me, I have another set of brothers here. I have Joel and Ethan Cohen. Uh, Fargo, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, No Country for Old Men, Burn After Reading. Uh, plenty of other uh, good movies that I don't necessarily love, like The Big Lebowski, um, uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs from last year, uh, and several others. Um, I mean, their movies are always very interesting. They have their own style to them, and I think that's what really makes them pop. Um, and all four that I mentioned are, I mean, three of them are classics. Burn After Reading, I don't think is really a classic, but it's a movie that I just laugh to high hell every time I watch it. Um, and I highly recommend for those that haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, uh, they'll come in at number seven for mine. All right. Um, number six for me will be Adam McKay. Um, you know, he has 
most recently Vice. Uh, I did the big short, the Anchorman movies, uh, the other guys, uh, Step Brothers. You know, a lot of uh, very funny movies. I mean, I of those. I mean, I love the other guys. It's real stupid and cheesy, but you know, Wahlberg and Farrell are great in that. Um, and he has his very own uh, unique style to him that makes it uh, different, which I do enjoy. I know some people aren't a fan of his style, but I do. I like Adam McKay's style, so Adam McKay is their number six for me. All right, number six for me, also coming in with four, is going to be Denny Villeneuve, who we've talked about at length here on the podcast. Um, Prisoner, Sicario, Arrival, Blade Runner 2049. Probably the best sci-fi director out there at the moment. Um, obviously, as we talked about before, he has an upcoming Dune movie uh, coming out in a year or two. Uh, just a fantastic director. Um, I feel like a, a lot of people give him praise for the last three that I had mentioned. Uh, Prisoners is a fantastic film. I remember seeing that in the theaters um, and really kind of took me away, starring Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, but just in general, I mean, he is, and, and this is coming from, again, a, somebody who doesn't watch a lot of sci-fi films is not totally interested in them, but he has such a way with creating them, um, into these like big budget yet still masterpieces. That's really entertaining. Um, and I'm super excited for, for all the stuff he's got coming down the line. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Prisoners is actually movie I haven't seen what is on my watch list to watch at some point. Um, definitely one I'm interested in. Uh, my number five on the list, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Steven Spielberg. I mean, in more recently, Ready Player One is a great movie, but then, he, like you said, he had a lot of like higher quality, like almost like Oscar bait movies that were, were good. Um, but a lot of this, he, some classics. I mean, he did all the Indiana Jones movies, uh, Jaws, Jurassic Park, uh, Schindler's List, um, Catch Me If You Can, great movie. Um, so he's. I, I said to you yesterday, like probably on these people on the list, he has the ones that I've seen the most of. I mean, he, he's been around forever has, and has created a lot of movies that have been quality movies. Uh, so Steven Spielberg is there at my number five. All right. Number five for me. Um, this is where we really start to get into some, some of the more major names. Martin Scorsese, um, Goodfellas, Gangs of New York, The Departed, The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, one of my favorite directors out there for sure. Uh, obviously, I cannot wait to see The Irishman that comes out later this year. Um, and just without a doubt, I mean, aside from, you know, Francis Ford uh, Coppola, you know, the premier gangster film uh, person, uh, you know, aside from the good the, the Goodfellas trilogy and stuff, but if you're looking for a good gangster film, I mean, this is the guy to go to for it. Uh, just a long lineage of it, especially with De Niro, uh, lots of movies with Leo, um, just tremendous work all around. Um, and anytime he puts something out, it's, it definitely is a watch list thing for me. All right. Yeah. Uh, my number four on the list will be uh, Damien Chazelle. As you mentioned, I mean, he really has three big director movies with uh, First Man, La La Land, and Whiplash. All movies I love. They're all so well done, great movies um, on the directing side and the quality and the acting side. Um, big fan of his. Can't wait to see uh, what kind of what's next for him, his upcoming movies. So Damien Giselle is my number four. All right. Number four for me, I have uh, Edgar Wright. Um, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, The World's End, and Baby Driver. 
Um, I have enjoyed pretty much everything he's put out there in terms of major motion pictures. I think I covered all of his entire filmography there, uh, plus whatever he has upcoming. Um, I love his style. Um, the trilogy with Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Tremendous works with Nick Frost and Simon Pegg on board as the leads. Uh, Baby Driver was excellent um, from, I believe, two years ago. And Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is low-key, probably a top five comic book movie, I think, in my opinion, um, in general. So, I uh, love his works. I, I really wish we would have eventually got the chance to see him direct Ant-Man, but... Um, didn't end up working out in the end so uh yeah edgar wright number four all right cracking into the top three now um my number three you mentioned earlier is danny villeneuve i mean blade runner 24 9 has been great arrival i loved uh sicario was great uh i want to see prisoners and the upcoming dune movie has gathered a tremendous cast and so excited for that so i mean a big fan of his i love like you mentioned he seems to be able to make these big budget movies but are still at a high quality um so i'm very excited to see more from him so denny bill knows my number three all righty number three for me i'm a people might be shocked that he's not number one here quentin tarantino um reservoir dogs Ooh. pulp fiction kill bill movies django hateful eight um I didn't include Inglorious Bastards on the list just because I I don't I haven't seen it since it came out um and so I didn't really want to unfairly throw that on the list but without having a full memory of it but yeah I mean Tarantino uh, just like I mentioned with you know Edgar Wright like he has his own stylings to movies uh, and I enjoy it I mean he I love the fact that he kind of uses a lot of the same actors too. Um, I, I generally enjoy when people do that outside of like Adam Sandler. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it helps make everything kind of a staple. Um, love his style. Um, the scripts for his movies are always awesome. Uh, and I mean, he's likely going to move up to one or two here after um, once upon a time in Hollywood drops later this That's year. Fair. But uh, yeah, Tarantino is at number three. Um, I know my friend Myers was very excited to see where that where he landed on my list. I was a little surprised that he didn't come in at number one, but again, I wanted to have a, somewhat of a system, or else it was going to be utter chaos getting a top ten. <laughs> yeah, um, surprised he wasn't number one because you had texted me yesterday saying that I'll be surprised by your top one, and I was like, oh, I thought it'd be Tarantino. So I'm curious to see who your number one is because I did think it was going to be Tarantino. Um, going in, my number two is Christopher Nolan. Um, uh, you know, just fantastic movies. The Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk. I mean, he's produced some great movies. And as we discussed earlier in the podcast, the upcoming one in 2020 that we know nothing about, but we're already sold on because it's Christopher Nolan. I mean, he's one of the greatest gen uh, directors of this generation. I mean, I'm excited to see more from him and I've loved his movies in the past. So he's my number two. All right. Here's my number two. This is going to be the surprise. I honestly completely forgot the filmography that this gentleman has. Um, it's just so good. And a lot of them, I forgot that he actually was a director for, um, but, and this was my number one that I talked about yesterday, but I ended up getting bumped to number two when there was a tie. David Fincher, um, seven, Fight Club, Zodiac, The Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Gone Girl. Um, oh. Yeah, like I said, I completely forgot that he directed a lot of these. 
but all movies I love, really enjoy. Um, not even counted on this list is his work with the Netflix uh, hit show Mind Hunter, which he co-created and also directed. I think at least several episodes for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, once I took a look at that, I was like, oh man, um, just a tremendous body of work. Um, it was also kind of hard to get through his filmography because on IMDb, for some reason, they include music videos, which he it seems has done like 150 of. Uh, so I had to kind of maneuver through that minefield. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a hell of a body of work. Um, a lot of stuff that I really, really enjoy. Gone Girl is fantastic. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Social Network. Uh, Zodiac is one of probably my top 50 movies for sure that I've ever seen. Um, in general, love that film. Um, so yeah, David Fincher comes in at number two. All right. Uh, before I give my number one, I want to give what uh, you know, said earlier, honorable mentions. Um, honestly, uh, Jordan Peele, Edgar Wright, Martin Scorsese, and Tarantino, all movies who I really enjoy their stylings, but haven't seen enough of them yet to that I felt to include them on the list. Um, so we'll be seeing like the ones like, you know, Scorsese and Edgar Wright and stuff. Um, movies that they've been on are on my watch list but i just haven't gotten around to yet um but going on number one it's kind of a given i mean you probably should have assumed this but it, it's the russo brothers i mean winter soldier is you know even it i tie sometimes with infinity war is my fa- favorite marvel movie because it's so much more than just a superhero movie it's like a political thriller thriller as well and then he did captain america civil war and infinity war and is doing endgame um they also uh, worked on, as you mentioned, Community, the TV show, uh, which a lot of it was very funny, very good show. I mean, I I love the Rooster Brothers. I mean, uh, what they, the four Marvel movies, the three Marvel movies that we've seen in the upcoming fourth one, I mean, they're just such a high quality and they're done so well. I mean, a lot of them are considered the, uh, the top tier of the Marvel movies, so definitely excited obviously obviously for endgame but any upcoming stuff they would have and um yeah so obviously joe and anthony russo is there at my number one all righty well number one for me at this point as well probably pretty obvious at this point having not mentioned his name um since near the beginning of the podcast uh christopher nolan um the dark dark knight trilogy the greatest trilogy of all time uh, the Dark Knight being the greatest movie I've ever seen. Um, the Prestige, Inception, Dunkirk. Uh, I have actually not seen Memento yet. I, that is on my watch list. I will get around to that. Um, Interstellar, I didn't love. Uh, it was enjoyable, but uh, yeah, that was one that I would not consider um, a lovable movie for me. Um, but just in general, I mean, it's such a great body of work. Uh, his way of making, I mean, he makes tremendous films that are also blockbusters. Um, and especially when he works with his brother, um, they, they really craft a script that can be, Mm, uh, really mind bending in terms of, you know, inception interstellar and stuff like that. That'll really kind of get you thinking. Um, and I mean, his brother also works on Westworld. So that's why that movie, that TV show is as good as it is, but, um, definitely number one for me there. Uh, and it was hard kind of crafting this list, especially with the top five, uh, Scorsese, Wright, Tarantino, Fincher, and Nolan and where I was going to put them. Uh, but in the end, I mean, when it came down to it, dark Knight trilogy kind of outweighed some of the stuff that Fincher did and just the dark Knight in general, oh, yeah. um, is always the, the tiebreaker. So, um, always, yeah. Christopher Nolan coming in at number one for me. Um, probably not, not too many shockers in there. Um, 
Fincher, obviously, like I mentioned, uh, not I'm, he's widely known. I mean, he's definitely made a lot of great stuff, but a lot of stuff that I forgot he had directed. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, he even made Ben Affleck good in Gone Girl, <laughs> and that's not always the easiest thing to do. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is our top 10 directors for the week. Um, go ahead find us on Twitter uh, at roll underscore credits pod. Um, or on our Facebook page at Roll the Credits Podcast. You know, let us know who your favorite directors are. Uh, let us know where we screwed up. <laughs> um, we'll reach out to us if you want to discuss us. I will more than happily talk at oh, length yeah, about that sure. movie because I enjoy it so much. Um, don't talk to Brian about it because he was very disappointed uh, in it. Okay, That's if you literally, scores. if you heard my review, <laughs> I was not very disappointed in the movie. I mean. Well, I'm just saying. I'm still going based off of. And look, you can also ride. take it um, as like, I'm not a big fan of horror movies and like I enjoyed this movie. It was a very good movie. So, I mean, I know you had mentioned earlier, Oh, he doesn't like horror movies. So you can't really believe his opinion. I don't like horror movies and I like this movie. So, I mean, that says a lot. Brian, just see hereditary. please. <laughs> no, you, oh, we've discussed this one before. of these days. I'm going to get you to watch hereditary. <laughs> Look, it's going to happen. We've discussed it before. After you saw it, you gave me like a five minute synopsis. And I was like, that's an insane movie that sounds super creepy and I'm and never no watching point, it. And at no point when I was saying that, did you go, wow, that sounds interesting. <laughs> no, I'm no, I don't believe that. Uh, okay. Whatever. Um, anyway, yeah. Reach out to us, you know, um, follow us on the pages. Um, give us a five star, uh, review. Uh, let us know your favorite directors there as well. Subscribe. Uh, all that jazz. Tell your friends about us. All that. Um, all that jazz. Maybe Brian will get lucky on who he he generally runs our Twitter page for most of the stuff, but maybe he'll get lucky and get another uh, golden tweet out there, uh, and maybe. maybe he'll actually uptick our followers on that. Uh, hey, we got two. <laughs> we got two more. So I mean, I mean, we're getting to the point where you might just have to buy followers for us. Isn't that what all the, the celeb pages do out there? Pro- probably. I mean. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, let us pops. know. Uh, and I mean, everybody have a great week. And I'm, I'm sure we will. Um, we'll be back next week with a review for Dumbo. Um, that should be exciting. Yay. Uh, and then we'll be off the week after that as I'll be at WrestleMania um, having the time of my life. Um, there you go. I'm still not happy that it's in New York City because I absolutely hate that disgusting city yeah, but awesome. it is what it is um i don't really have i i didn't get to pick the place so oh they didn't um, ask you that's a shame yeah vince mcmahon did not actually call me up and say hey where would you like to travel next year for wrestlemania hey you know at least he kept it he on the like, east coast so he was like i'd rather go to california it's like the one place i wanted to go <laughs> that i haven't gone to yet in north america like um in north yeah, america wow. so that'll be fun uh and we'll get another um you know, list of what we plan on reviewing after that. April, I think, you yeah. know, we'll probably do Shazam the week after that uh, um, and some other things, but we'll have that up on uh, our Facebook and Twitter accounts here in the next probably week uh, or so uh, once we get that kind of narrowed down. Uh, but uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, have a great week, and I'm going to send it over to a little song from us. <laughs> Thank you.